Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Got Milk, messages, insights, lifestyle, and knowledge. This episode will feature special guest, Taryn West, YouTuber and friend of the podcast. We will be tackling the very important topic of colorism in the black community, light skin versus dark skin, and the effects and experiences it has had on social media and our own personal experiences. This podcast was also recorded for YouTube, so please make sure to check out and subscribe to Taryn's YouTube page at Taryn Alyssa, T-A-R-Y-N-A-L-L-Y-S-S-A, as well as Got Milk's YouTube page at Got Milk milk as an acronym m.i.l.k all right now on with the podcast oh somebody oh he needs some milk so today we have a special guest, a friend of the podcast and extended cousin, a YouTube influencer, Miss Taryn West. Everyone welcome Taryn. What's up everybody? All right, Taryn, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your YouTube channel and what that's all about. Okay, so as you said, my name is Taryn um, and I am an aspiring influencer who got into the game really to try to crack the code. I just saw so many quote like ordinary people who had amassed millions of followers for literally just being themselves. And I was kind of intrigued by it, but I was also thinking about myself and my current profession as a youth developer and just really thinking about the fact that I am an influencer, yeah. even without the cameras and without the, the fame. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to use my platform to find other people who are doing influential things within their community and really highlight that. And through this experience, I've been able to try new things and I've really learned a lot about this game and myself and got to connect with people in new ways that I hadn't done before, like doing a podcast with you. Excellent. So Taryn is doing this Taryn Tries thing where she does different things and things you're not comfortable with or things you wouldn't ordinarily do. I think I saw one of your YouTube videos where you did a workout class. Yeah. That looked really good. <laughs> um, but of course, she's going to be on my podcast today. And the topic we are tackling is going to be colorism within the black community. Now, colorism is a sensitive topic for our culture just because we're all black at the end of the day, you know, so... It doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to be arguing about something that we are all relating to at some level. But I think the issue with colorism is that at a point in time, it gets separated from light skin and dark skin. And I don't really know if you would class, would you classify me as dark skin? I, I think I'm like a 410 Fenty shade. <laughs> I think I think in some spaces you might be in that others might, others who are not black might categorize you as dark skin. Right. But then within the black community, kind of knowing the spectrum of skin tones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I would say you fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think tone. so too. I think so too. Um, and you would consider yourself more fair, like, like, light skin. Yes, but I definitely like think I'm darker than I am most of the time. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. But a lot of it just has to do with my I mean, black identity. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're, you're self-identify. If you grow up around black people, obviously you're going to see yourself a certain way. So. Yeah. If anyone is questioning whether Taryn is black, she's black. She, she's just light-skinned and she has really pretty light eyes. So for those who need a description that, that are listening. Um, okay, so the history of colorism, I think what, what where we can really pinpoint 
the issue is where it started um, in slavery. And with slavery, there was, um, there had to be some kind of mixture between master and slave where there was a light-skinned person that was created. And, you know, the master of the plantation maybe wanted to have some kind of connection with his or her child. So they brought them into the house. So as a house slave, because you were still considered black, what was it? A drop? A drop. A drop of, you know, African-American and you're you're considered black. So if you're, you know, anything in that realm, you're going to be labeled a slave regardless of what shade you are. So the lighter skinned slaves would be inside the house and then the darker skinned slaves would be outside of the house working in the fields, you know, doing all the manual labor. Um, so there was this kind of idea where they were treated better. I was, I'm sure some of the living conditions were, quote, better. Yeah. But then you also have to think about the proximity to their abuser, and right. to their oppressor. Exactly. And so that's how, I would assume, that's a lot of how those right, right. light-skinned folks were created, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was just that proximity to the slave owners. Exactly. And I think most of that oppression was, I think, intensified when they saw that there was some kind of separatism and they, you know, put more emphasis on it and they were like, you know, you don't need to be out there with them. You're better than them, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that's going to create some kind of animosity within that group of people. And we've come a long way since then. But at the same time, we're still in the midst of battling this whole light skin versus dark skin thing in today's society it's 2019 we're still saying you know light skin is the right skin i think there was like um a lyric in a rap song about that but yeah yeah so like recently uh i'd say a couple of years ago it wasn't recent, still recent, recent. i know still it's still reason for that to be like you know something people are chanting yeah 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 so Taryn, I want you to tell me a little bit about your experience as, you know, being a light-skinned black girl growing up in California, Northern California to be specific. Um, I think as a child, like I didn't really understand race in a general sense. Like I knew I was black. I knew my family identified as black. I knew that there were other ethnicities, whether it be Caucasian, Asian, whatever, that existed in the world that I lived in. Um, but I never really paid much attention to it. Mm. I did notice, though, that like people would compliment me on my eyes or my complexion where they might not compliment my younger sister, mm -hmm. whose eyes are a light brown and she's a few shades darker than me. Mm -hmm. um, so I always thought that was strange, but I didn't really understand the why behind, like why I seemed different or right. why I seemed prettier or whatever. Um, and it's funny now... As an adult, I have kind of really embraced my blackness a whole lot more than I was able to as a child. I think mm -hmm. I just didn't understand the, the constructs. Yeah. And oftentimes people will ask me, what are you mixed with? And when I respond that I am black mm -hmm. and that that's what I identify as, they're like, okay, but like, what else are you? Yeah. Like, you can't just be black. Right. And <laughs> at this point, my, my favorite line to give people is um, when they ask, okay, so okay, but why are you so light? You right. say you're black, why are you so light? I respond, slavery. And there you go. <laughs> typically, if it is a white person asking, they are so taken aback that they drop the conversation completely. Wow. Most people of color just laugh. Yeah. Because I'm laughing a little bit on the inside too. Like, why do I look like this? Recessive genes. Where do mm -hmm. my recessive genes come from? <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's, that's really been my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say that I struggled because 
people assumed I was mixed, mm -hmm. that I didn't fit all of the characteristics of being mixed, Black. Mm -hmm. particularly when it came to my hair. Mm -hmm. I would get really frustrated with the fact that, okay, I have light skin, I have the green eyes that people are quote, right. looking for, right? Mm -hmm. But my hair does not match the rest of right, my body. Right, right. And I would get so upset that I didn't look like the light skin representations of black women that I saw in the media. So you were wanting that. You were I, wanting I was. to have like the hair that matched you know, because that's what society told me was pretty. That's what mm -hmm. society told me was sought after. Was right. you want? We want a black woman, but not too black. Mm -hmm. We want her to have curly hair, but not too curly. Yeah, I have. I have four C. <laughs> right, like you wet this, and it's right yeah, here on my head. Is real. Mm -hmm. The shrinkage is real for me, and so I just felt like I I wasn't who I was supposed to be mm -hmm. or who society thought I should be, all because of my hair, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I think I recall a time where I think I wanted to be light skin. I don't know what it was. There was some kind of mixed identity thing as every kid gets when they're when they're, you know, growing older and, you know, becoming a becoming an adult. Um, every time I would draw myself, I would literally draw my, a brown girl with blonde hair. Why? I have no idea, but I just, you know, like you said, you identify beauty with a certain, you know, look. Right. And, you know, long blonde hair was, you know. That was a thing in the 90s. Yes. And I <laughs> was, was like, I want to be Britney Spears. Right. <laughs> Not literally Britney Spears, but um, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, learned a great deal about how to love myself, of course. But there are still those things that come in the back of your mind. Well, does he, you know, like the light-skinned girl better than he likes me? Doesn't he always complimenting their eyes? Does that mean, like, my eyes aren't pretty? Um, but it all comes down to, like, being, you know, good with yourself and, like, having self-confidence and learning that the beauty that you have is because of who you are and not because of your, you know, what racial what relations. Like, what right. you, exactly. It's who, it's who you are. It's how you identify. Um, but more so with the colorism kind of bleeding into um our society is through like you know rap music like our you know our entertainers our you know influencers that tell us that we should look a certain way um black china doing uh the bleaching cream you know that collaboration I didn't even know that, that was a thing yeah so black china came out with this skin bleach thing i think it was just to remove i don't know I like was it to remove blemishes but one of the side effects that's always right <laughs> that's was, always quote, what it to is remove blemishes but what it actually did was also right. lighten your skin in exactly the and the way it was marketed was i mean i when i think about what she looked like maybe 10 years ago mm -hmm. i do remember her being darker oh yeah but... she was a tan mm. black people tanning how about that but <laughs> now as a light-skinned person i enjoy tan that, do you tan? well let me natural tan it's fine a, a natural tan, yes right? like if i'm going if, to the salon oh no no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like if i'm in the sun and i get browner so be it no, although, yeah. although when i was younger i'd be nervous really about getting darker really yeah would they would you say something i used to be nervous about getting darker too because i would go a whole shade darker i didn't usually like talk about it but it was something that i was conscious of like yeah. how much sunscreen did i put on how much time mm. have i been in the sun today yeah yeah yeah. also because i peel so it was a little bit of like i didn't want to yeah, get yeah. darker plus i sunburned right 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 <laughs> everyone can sunburn by the way Light no skin, i did dark skin you can get burned i found that out last summer protect your skin <laughs> But I, I used to be fearful of getting darker because I was worried that I wouldn't like maintain mm -hmm. the beauty that 
right. was my light skin. Yeah. And when even, I say that, I feel so like gross. You shouldn't. Right now. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because we, we've all gone through that, you know, that kind of like, oh, well, if I get darker, will I be less attractive? Because obviously in the summer, you're going to get darker. Your melanin does, you know, change with the sun. And I remember I used to get, I used to do sports in high school. I used to get really dark. And like, I'd be like unrecognizable. Even my family's like, oh, girl, you got dark. And that would kind of put a little shame on me. Right. Like, well, what, what, what was I not supposed to? Yeah, I'm like, what do, what, do it look bad? Right. <laughs> you know, so like that kind of like contributes to it too. Like, you can't control the sun. We certainly don't want you like hiding out in your house all summer because it's a hot girl summer. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, the black china thing with the bleaching cream, Kodak Black and his remarks towards black women on how he doesn't want to date them because they're a ratchet or a ghetto. The irony. In the that. irony. The person, a person like Kodak Black, like no judgment passing, but but check yourself. Don't throw stones. <laughs> if you live in a glass house. That's all Facts. we're saying. So yeah, people like that have just kind of like pushed back on what we're trying to do in progression towards colorism, and it's just kind of. Very sad to see, very sad to hear. And especially when the media is being so big where little kids have access to it and little kids are kind of basing these opinions on themselves when they should really be growing to develop opinions on their own. Right. But we've all gone through it. Um, there also have been some positive um, demonstrations of colorism within the media as far as Tory Lanez um, a few months ago, it may have been last month, he was doing a video shoot and he had some video girls, you know, around him and there was a darker skinned girl in his original right. shot. And um, some time during the shooting, the director requested to switch out the darker skinned girl for a lighter skinned girl. And Tori had to pause the entire shoot just to let him know that, you know, the girl that was originally there, the dark skinned girl was perfectly fine. There wasn't right. any need to make a switch out um i don't know if that was planned if that was a planned little thing he did but that was a rumor that went around that that whole thing was like staged yeah yeah, yeah. but either way it said something very strongly about what black men should be doing when they do see things like that happening when they do see the light-skinned girl getting let in in the club you know a few people you know you never know the situation but you know when you see those kind of injustices or when you see colorism you should speak out about it because when you don't speak out it just keeps that cycle going and people start to think it's okay and then like remarks you know towards you know your racial complexion and what you look like it starts to bleed over and then it does create some kind of like self-harm and damage to your self-esteem like I know that for sure because my past experience I know that I was you know not the most self-confident person um because I did compare myself to girls mm -hmm. that look like you and believe it or not Taryn has her own struggles with right. being light-skinned herself so you never want to like drop your problems because you'll pick up someone else's and you never know what their problems are going to be definitely regarding that as well so um, I would just note that like in the last maybe year or two, there's been, there seems to be a lot of push and momentum around, um, celebrating darker skinned women. Mm -hmm. When you think of like Lupita or... Oh, yes, yes, very true. I would even say Michelle Obama. Um, even though I don't consider her that dark. Yeah. She, she's brown like you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but still like, to and then like on that platform. And on social media, I've definitely seen folks being like, Okay, but what about the light-skinned girls? What about the light-skinned girls? We're now pushing all these 
all these darker skinned women, but now we feel like we're left out. Right. Um, that's not been my experience, mm -hmm. but I know that I've definitely seen comments that are like, okay, why are we just pushing dark skinned women? Wait, so now it? they're saying, so now the conversation's more about, I think the media uh, has, has made a push to broaden its representation and not mm -hmm. just in the black community. Um, but there's been more, uh, I would say more celebration of darker skinned women when I think about like. Uh, newer beauty campaigns that feature people like Lupita as like their main person and um, I've definitely seen like on Instagram and Twitter people in the comments usually light-skinned women like okay but what about us now we feel like we're excluded I've never seen that I've never seen that I, I definitely have that's not my personal experience mm -hmm. um, but I've definitely seen that and people feeling like now we're we're being colorist in the other direction like like, okay, light-skinned girls, you've had your time to shine, and now it's time for the brown and darker-skinned girls to right. have some time, which I feel. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I was maybe not adequately represented in, in media, but I definitely saw more people that look like me than that look like you or mm -hmm. look like my cousin Angelica, as an example, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, But that's definitely been, like, smaller silos of those conversations happening, right. but I'm not really sure what the solution is for that. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely... I can definitely see where folks are coming from with that big push that's kind of happened in the last year and a half or so. Right. There there definitely needs to be a balance. I feel like there's nothing wrong with celebrating anyone's blackness. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I do think that there is a platform for darker skinned women to come to the forefront to show little girls and, you know, mm -hmm. teens that are growing up that there are people that look like me that are famous, that are successful, that right. are beautiful. You know, and that I could possibly re relate to and be, you know, become in the future. So I feel like uh, equal representation overall would be benefit beneficial to everyone. But I feel like exactly how you feel, like darker skinned women, they need their time to shine. Like we've been in the back too long. Right. Like, come on. The lighting is better in the front. <laughs> we can get more light this way. Um, but it hasn't even just been, I wouldn't say the African-American community because even... Um, I don't know how to say her name. From Love and Hip Hop, Nigra Vera. Oh, oh, oh. The Afro Latina. I, I know who you're talking about. But she identifies as Afro Latina, right? Afro Latina, but the same kind of colorism has bled over into, you know, her culture. Because, you know, you don't ever see any Afro Latinas in music, you know, doing music videos as artists. You don't see them on TV acting like Jennifer Lopez or uh, Salma Hayek, anyone like that. But then there's people like um, Zoe Saldana or uh, Rosario Dawson who are Afro-Latina. Exactly. And they, and they, but they, don't, they don't always play as Afro-Latina, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I find interesting. I'm trying to look up her Me name. <laughs> Amara La Negra. Yes, Amara La Negra. <laughs> Please forgive me. I am. I cannot say her name, but she is Afro Latina who is on Love and Hip Hop, and she has brought also to the forefront the colorism that you know happens in her culture as well. As well, so it's not just you know just one issue within African Americans. It goes. You it's know, global. It goes global. So we need to not just put ourselves in a box. Like I said, let's expound. See everyone as they want to be identified, except for Jennifer. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal? Yes, except for Rachel. Rachel, you cannot identify as black. 
You didn't earn your stripes. Yeah, and the fact that you, I, I, we welcome allies always. Allies, but um, don't. But it's unfair to the people who have actually demonstrated and been through struggles that they cannot control because of their skin. Than to you know say I want to be black because I just love your culture. I love what you represent. That's great. You know that doesn't mean you have to change your identity. Why? Why? A white woman identifying as black, that's... You're going to the other side. Did okay. you hear about Martina Adam, the German woman? Who oh my gosh, yes. Whole, yes. Like, transformation to, That's quote, what she looks like now? A, quote, black woman, yes. She bleached her... <sighs> she, like, did, a like, a melanin treatment. And for my video, I'll, go, I'll put an image on the yeah, screen. Yeah. If you don't know who uh, Martina Ad Adam is, please look her up. It's a hot mess. I thought it was just and her husband has also, is also going to undergo the same procedure she did to darken his skin. And in an interview they did not so long ago, actually, mm -hmm. it was kind of sad because you could tell that the uh, the person interviewing them was making fun of them for right. sure. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions they were asked was like, "So when you guys have kids, is your what do you consider your right. child?" And they were like, "Our kid's gonna be black." But you can't do treatments on a child. I don't know. Unless you're going to raise them. Call CPS. I'm not sure. I don't know. But they were confident that their child was going to be black. I don't know about that. And playing devil's advocate a little bit. And that is not to say that I feel like anything is wrong with being trans or anything like that. Right. Um, there's been an argument made. Kind of kind of to be funny. Mm -hmm. Which I don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. That like, well, if people can change their, their gender, change their sex, or how they identify, why can't they also change their race? And I, and for me, I think it's about the experience and the, yeah. the historical baggage that comes with it. I was just gonna say you can't. Take I can't off not your be blackness. black. <laughs> I was gonna say you can't take that off. Like you could, I don't want to say hide, but the other things are right. There's passing, right? People yeah. Are black people of color who pass as white, right, and, and receive pr privileges for doing so, but right. And you can be I gay. I can't do that. You can be gay and be and pretend you're straight for your whole life. You know, because you don't want to come out. Right. It, but you can't take, I can't take my skin off. That's just something that, you yeah. know, I, I go with it and people see me and take it for face value. And that's the difference. Yeah. But people are not understanding that. I don't know and how. I, and I don't, I also believe that being black is more than your skin. Yeah. And I think that's why people like Martina Adams and Rachel, Rachel Dole is all bother me so much. Although, admittedly, Rachel really got... She got far. She got far. Yeah. <laughs> and she seemed like she was about it. I think she went about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but like I, it just. I feel like she skin. would be even more appreciated if she stayed white. Definitely. Instead of all this scrutiny and you know that she's getting for doing this. If she just stayed true to who she was and said, I don't want to be a part of the systematic mm -hmm. racial, you know, thing that the being white has attached to me because it's privilege. It's right. privilege to be white. You know, it's good to identify that, but to take it on as, you as know, your own. Exactly. And to change your race because of it. Well, and then try to speak for people, right. For the, the people that you are not. Right. Right. And then essentially be lying because you're not experiencing the, those real things. No. Yeah. So mm -mm. stressful. I get it. <laughs> and I, even in being in, I, I, because of college, I spent some time in a predominantly white space mm -hmm. and being there was interesting because 
uh, one of my very first experiences, it was I was on a college visit. So I wasn't even in college yet, I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was on a recruiting trip and I was taken to um, a party. Mm -hmm. And it was thrown by some football players and typical of most schools, there's a, a large amount of African-American students on the team, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were in the party, it was super packed. And admittedly, I was not having fun at all. Mostly because there were just too many people. Yeah. So you ever been to a party and you're just like, oh yeah, everybody's touching each other and it's hot. There's no air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sweaty. Mm -hmm. It's nasty. But they were trying to show us a good time, so they took us to this party. Yeah. We decided to leave because it was way too packed and it was hot and there really wasn't much to do. Mm -hmm. And as we were leaving, one of the girls who was my future teammate, for I don't know if she forgot I was there or didn't think I would respond, but she turns to someone else and was like oh, thank God we're leaving because there were way too many black guys in there for me. I thought I was going to get raped. Those were her words. There were too many black guys in there. I thought I was going to get raped. This is your friend? This was a person who ended up being my teammate. Okay? Oh, wow. So I was, I was in high school still, mm -hmm. going on recruiting trips, trying to decide, you know, which, which team I wanted to compete on. I was a gymnast in college and a gymnast throughout my whole life. And so we were leaving this party and she goes... Yeah, there's too many too many black guys in there. I thought I was gonna get raped. I can't. And so I that. kind of look around like, did anyone hear like, that? <laughs> did anyone hear that? Am I tripping? Yeah. Is that what she said? Mm -hmm. And and a few people in the group look at me like, that wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. But we also don't know how to address it. Right. And it didn't sound like it was the first time she had made a comment like that. Right. And she she was Asian American and white. Oh okay. Um. To which I go, I'm not sure what you mean by that. And she kind of looks at me like, oops, I messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, almost like I forgot you were here. Right. Um, and she was like, uh, well, I don't, not raped. You know what I mean? And I said, no, I, I do don't. not know what you mean. Please explain. Right. Why you feel like you are unsafe with your fellow student athletes mm -hmm, at yeah. a party. Right. Where there, where it was clear that people were just trying to have a good time. Exactly. And she was like, I don't know. It was just too many people and, and, and everybody was touching me. And I was like, were they touching you? Like grabbing you? Because that is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it the same touching Proximity. that was occurring to mm -hmm. everyone else, which was we're in a small house. Yeah. And there's a lot of people here. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, I, I, okay, I take it back. I didn't mean like I was going to, I didn't, I wasn't going to get raped. Like I didn't think anyone was actually going to rape me. And I was like, yeah, exactly. poor, poor, poor choice of words. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but you know, like. I didn't mean like your kind of black. Oh, that I she's digging herself deeper. <laughs> yes. So me being me, and not really sure how to navigate this because I've never had experience like that prior to this moment, and so right. I I was like, well, I'm not sure what you mean, your kind of black. Right. To which she said, Why well, aren't you mixed? And I said, No, but I'm still not sure what you mean by my kind. And of And how would black. that make that better if I was? She's <laughs> like, Oh well, I thought you were. And I heard your mom's really pretty, and she walked away. That's where the conversation ended. That is uncomfortable. And then I, I ended up joining that team, and she was a senior when I was a freshman. Wow. Yeah. So we were teammates, definitely not friends. For a year. Um, for a year. Good thing she was leaving, because... Honestly, that was part of the decision-making yeah. factor, because it was a school I wanted to go to, and... Um, I wasn't going to let somebody's ignorance stop me from being happy. But yeah. That was probably the first, like, most direct I could, oh my, I conversation can only I never had. I imagine. I can only imagine. 
Like, the fact that she went into a party and, you know, had that, you know, pre, you know, notion that black men were just out to get her. Right. And then to <laughs> then try to, you know, defend those statements by commenting on your ethnicity right. and claiming that you must have been, you know, half like white. Like, I could relate so, to her. Right. So it could be, you know, the, the, you know, you understand you're half white. Come on, you know, you know. But you know about your people. That is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, I knew you've been through some stuff. I honestly, I, I can't pinpoint a point in my life where I have experienced overt racism or mm -hmm. colorism. Um, if I have, I, it over went right head. over my head and like, you know, As it does. Yeah, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's good to you know, miss those certain things because you never know what kind of situation you get yourself into. But I do admire your your courage to stand up and say something when she said that. You know, because some people, like your friends that were around yeah. and heard the same thing, some people just, you know, brush it off. Yeah, and just, you know, oh, that's how she always is. She always says stuff like that. Honestly, that was the response I got. Was yeah. Like, she just, like, she doesn't know better. Yeah. It's not her fault. She's ignorant. Yes, I'm going to say ignorance is not, you know, ignorance is not bliss at all. Like in all cases, you know, it's good to be educated. And, you know, if people are being offensive. It's your job as their friend to say something because they could put potentially put themselves in, you know, a dangerous situation right. where you say something like that to the wrong person. Right. And it could be a totally different reaction. You'll find out what that type of black person is. <laughs> Tara's like, I was being nice. Look, I right. did you a favor. I was, I was really trying to give you the benefit of the right. doubt by having a conversation yeah. with you about it. But then, you know, it doesn't always work out in the way you hope it would. But, but you were a freshman too. Like No, I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. Oh. So I was oh, visiting the school. I see. Trying to decide where I wanted to go to school. Oh, I and see. And they took me to a party as, oh. as a part of the recruiting trip, right? And yes. And this happened yes. on the recruiting trip okay. when they were like trying to convince me to go to that school. So she was older. Yes. She's, I was yes. like, oh, she's young. She's ignorant. No, no, no. no, 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 no. This is totally... Unacceptable. So she was a junior in college and I was a freshman yes. in high school when this when this happened. Yes. Yeah. This makes it so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was giving her a little slack because I'm like, oh, high school, no. you know, you don't really know no. about it. Even though you should know, but, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess to be fair, mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'll put that in quotes, it's not about fairness at all. Yeah. Um, I would say only in the last, like, five-ish years mm -hmm. has race really been kind of the forefront of a lot of conversations. Yeah, I think it's been happening in, in silos and unless you're in a diverse community mm -hmm. and even now, right? Like I think about folks who live in the Midwest. I have right. a co-worker who's from Missouri and she's like, California is so different. The conversations are different. Yeah. The people are different. So mm -hmm. there was less exposure to a certain degree, mm -hmm. but she was from California. She was from the Bay Area. Right. So I don't know what her excuse was, mm -hmm. but... I'm just happy we're having more conversations like we're having today exactly. and hopefully less ignorance. I agree. <laughs> for the future. I agree. And it can always be worse because, you know, you think about, you know, colorism, we don't know how it is in other states. Mm -hmm. You know, we're really fortunate to be in California. Right. So we have to really take this conversation abroad and really see like what other people are dealing with because, you know, the fact that you were able to overcome and still like be like as mature and, you know, informed about it as you are and comfortable with yourself says a lot about what you learned and how you grew up so thanks mom and dad i mean wrapping it up i feel like we should just be more aware of like the friends that we have and be more aware of you know 
not of how they look and their, you know, skin complexion or their skin tone, but just be, you know, mindful of the things that you say, um, the comments that you make, um, even the interactions that you have with other people, because sometimes when you, meet, when you meet other people, you may not understand if you are not black, um, you may not understand an uncomfortable interaction with mm -hmm. someone that may have offended your friend that is of color. Um, so just being mindful and being aware and just spreading the knowledge that, you know, light skin, dark skin, we're all black, we're all African American, whether, wherever you're from, um, our lineage is not encompassed in one box. You know, we come from all over. Right. And, you know, and to put a label on someone and say that because you're dark, you need to act this way, you need to be this way, um, and to say that you're light and you need to be this way and that way isn't fair to the individual and we need to be more mindful of that cool thank you so much Tanner, for being on my podcast i hope this was like a great experience for you i hopefully didn't put too much on you and it no, was no. you know a good experience and that you know you've learned something new something different yeah i mean this was something i was a little nervous about because i've never done it before <laughs> <laughs> but i'm i'm happy that we took the time to do it i know it was a little bit tricky trying to figure out the camera situation right, right. and the audio and all that so i'm <laughs> glad we were able to get that done excellent thank you so much taryn all right, everyone, and that concludes this episode of Got Milk. I hope someone listening was able to relate to something said or heard in the podcast that opened your mind to a broader, ongoing conversation of colorism, not only in the black community, but in the world. We need to start healing and loving one another, begin a new cycle of positive thoughts and viewpoints to our future generation of young girls and boys. Every shade of black is beautiful. Beauty doesn't have a color. So until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.